great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are going to continue the discussion. The discussion as it relates to the attack on Paul Pelosi and the videotape that was released. This was a discussion I planned on having on Friday with you, but with the situation in Memphis, all that changed, and the funeral for that young man is going to be held today. His funeral is today. Vice President Kamala Harris and a team from the Biden administration will be attending his funeral. George Santos, the congressman, steps down from two of his committees, the two committee appointments that he has, amid a new poll that says his constituents want him gone. The New York City Council, the New York City Council clashing Tuesday over a plan from the Socialist Council member to name a block in Harlem after Muslim leader Elijah Muhammad. It is wrong. It is the wrong thing to do. It's divisive. But we have nobody else to blame but ourselves. The community elected a socialist as a council member. And she is wrecking havoc to everything that comes her way for her socialist agenda. And Inez Dickens is running against her for the city council. And Inez Dickens must win this race in Harlem. We'll also have an update. David from the Bronx called last night and was quite emotional. And all day long, I've been fielding emails from people that want to start a GoFundMe page for David from the Bronx. We'll have that as well. Let's start with the Pelosi situation. We were talking about the 911 operator that took the call from Paul Pelosi. I contend that she should be fired because it just seemed that no matter what he said, she was not getting it what he was trying to explain to her. That danger was imminent. There are those of you that said you believed that it was a tactic for her to stall until the police could get there. Here is a bit of that 911 call. Okay. He's telling me I'm being very leading, so I, I got to stop Zero, talking to you, okay? Okay. You sure? I can stay on the phone with you just to make sure everything's okay. No, he, well, he wants me to get the hell off the phone. Zero, two, okay. Okay. And zero, eight Thank you. Seconds. Okay, bye. And so that was the uh, part of the uh, conversation. The migrant situation. The migrant situation. It's going from bad to worse. Bad to worse. 
bad to worse. It is outrageous. What are, are they? Are they community activists now? Are they many, many Reverend Dow Sharptons now? These, these uh, migrants. A minute ago, they were dying to get into America. And then they make it to New York City, and you and I are paying for all of this, and they're saying, hell no, we won't go. Think about this. They do not want to leave their hotel room that is supposed to now be for women and children, and they don't want to go to the shelter in Brooklyn. Oh, it's cold. Oh, there's no shower facility in the same room. Excuse me? Five minutes ago, God only knows where you were sleeping. And you were dying to get into the country. And now all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you want the same amenities as Americans have. And those activists that really don't care about you are gassing these folks to believe that they are entitled to the same thing as Americans. I want you to listen to one of the activists here for the migrants. To everybody, and we need to cross the street or take a shower and come back to there too. This is like a jail. What is that? Oh, they take a million dollars for immigrants programs, but they do that for us? What is that? That's that's no good. Okay? That's the video. Folks, I want to bang my head on this table. That's how frustrated I am with this situation. Five minutes ago, I'm a victim of uh, political persecution. My life is on the line. My life is on the line. I want a free cell phone. I want a free apartment. I want free food. Free, free, free. Well, sir, we need you to vacate these premises for women and children. I'm not giving up my my hotel. I'm not going to a shelter in Brooklyn. I'm entitled to rights. Call Al Sharpton. That, that, that's what this sounds like. And in the meantime, veterans are sleeping on the street. American citizens that are homeless are sleeping on the street. I'm getting phone calls from folks like you and folks like David that are barely making it and you have to make you have to make decisions on paying rent or food food or medication in david's case insulin we see all the calls we see all the calls we're going to go to them in just a few minutes you have my word you want to talk pelosi we will do that we will do that but last night i i want you to listen I want you to listen. As I've said in the past, I receive a lot of emails. Oh, why do you have David on? Why do you have David on from the Bronx? I have him on because I believe in a diversity of opinion. Uh, I have a strong belief in diversity of opinion. But last night, David, on an emotional level, uh, broke down, if you will, and a, a number of people have emailed me about starting a GoFundMe page to help him in his time of need You'll hear what he had to say in just a second. But as I said last night, it would be a conflict of interest for me to start a GoFundMe page for a listener. And so 
one of David's friends, a close friend, friend really needs to do this right away because I, I received easily about 15, 20 emails with people wanting to donate to a GoFundMe page to help David. David called up to talk about the migrant situation. And he was not happy about the sir, all the things they are receiving as he is struggling. I want you to listen to what he had to say. And then we'll go back to Paul Pelosi and right to the telephone calls with you folks. This is David on the program from last night. Listen, I just lost a benefit that paid for part of my medical cost. I am no longer able to afford one of my insulin and one of my other diabetes drugs. So I understand what it is like to have to struggle and see people who just came across our border being given things for free. That bothers me, okay? These people are being given medicine that I can no longer afford, okay? I'm not in great shape, Dominic, all right? Diabetes, kidney disease, foot amputated, and totally blind. And I'm an American citizen. I worked 20-plus years before I lost my vision. Okay, so I'm not happy to hear about this. These people do not have a right to complain. They're here as our guests, and they don't have a right to to demand things. And it's these advocates. I don't blame these people. They don't know any better. It's these advocates that are pushing these people. They should have to pay for this, not us. Okay, so that's why I'm upset. I'm not upset with you. I'm upset with the system, you know, because I'm suffering. There's other Americans who are suffering, and it's not right. And I'm sorry, I'm upset. I'm on the verge of tears. You know, I've worked hard all my life, and I can't afford medication. It's not right. I'm sorry, David, that that um, that you have to go through that. And I'm sorry uh, for you being blind, and and uh, and I'm sorry for your foot being amputated. I'm sorry for all the conditions uh, that you're dealing with. It, it is. You know, I'm doing the best I can. It's just, it's not fair what they're doing to Americans. And, and I'm as sympathetic to these people as anybody. But it's not right what they're doing to us. People, you know, I paid my taxes. I did everything right. And now I have to worry every day about buying medication and food and everything else. It's not fair. I'm sorry. So, I'm sorry, man. I, I, I'm I, sorry. I, I understand, David. Please try as best as you can to, to calm down. I understand. Thank you for the call, David. But you're not going to help yourself by being upset. And that was uh, from last night. Let's start with the telephone calls. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Jennifer in Boston. Good morning, Jennifer. What's on your mind? Hi, uh, Dominic. Um, I just <laughs> gutted me hearing that call again. Um, I just wanted to say to David, I just, I can't even tell him how much my heart goes out to him. I have a lot of respect for him just, um, as a person. Um, I think he's very intelligent, very kind hearted. And I, we disagree politically on so many things that does not mean anything to me. He's just a decent dignified human being and he deserves so much better than what his country is giving him and um i was heart sick i thought of him all last night today i was looking up ways for people in new york city to uh get insulin and get help with insulin and i was praying that someone was going to set up a gofundme page i have friends and relatives that want to 
donate for him that I talked about him to. So um, I just want him to know that he's not alone, and uh, especially um, being blind. Um, I have two blind friends that live in Boston, and they're very, very isolated in a lot of ways. They don't get much support or help through the system. They have to watch every dime. They're always out of money early. They can't afford the ride share that they get here. It's horrible, Dominic. And they're kind, smart, good men, and life is extremely difficult for them. So um, I just want to um, say that I hope that people will look out for David and someone if they will set up a GoFundMe and you guys will advertise it. I'm sure there are a lot of good-hearted people that would want to help him. I, I would mention it on the program. It's again, um, Jennifer, it's just inappropriate for me to set it up. It's, uh, it's unethical, but, but I do, I do appreciate your call calling this morning from Boston and thank you, Jennifer. And again, Jennifer is someone where, uh, David and Jennifer don't see eye to eye on many issues, but what the one issue that we all see eye to eye on is that we are all Americans and that is the bottom line. Judy, Manhattan, good morning. What's on your mind, Judy? Yes, I just wanted to say my heart goes out to David, but this is the problem. I listen to him blame advocates, but he supports Democrats. It's not the advocates that make the policy that have him where he's at. It's the Democrat policy. And I live in a neighborhood where people, their kids are shot down, their kids are on drugs, and they go right back out there and vote for Democrats and blame it on Republicans. Where they can't, like, finding a Republican in New York City is like looking for a needle in a haystack. And I don't understand why they complain, but they don't want to hold the people that they vote for responsible. Judy, you you um, you get the prize tonight because um, you just hit the issue on the head. It's why, and I say this all the time, it is why I am a Republican. And what that means, at least in uh, in my case, is that you're not you're not going to meaning politician you're not going to take my vote for granted and i got a funny feeling uh judy that you are exactly the same way you're going to earn my vote you're not going to get my vote simply because you say republicans are evil and and i'm for the people you're, you're not going to get my vote uh, simply because you show up to a funeral uh the funeral that's later on today you're going to earn my vote you're going to earn my vote because you have got to represent my interests or I'm not voting for you. Judy, is that the way you feel? That's exactly the way I feel. Well, and I'm, I'm, I'm sick of it because I live in that type of community where there's crime shooting. Um, and these people, I don't understand why they don't get it. And you tell them and they still don't get it. It's a a type of brainwashing that's unbelievable. And how do you undo this brainwashing? And and you're you're correct, Judy. I I wish I had the answer. I'm sitting here before the microphone. I'm supposed to have the answer, but I don't. 
I don't have the answer. Judy, I do thank you. I do thank you for your uh for your call and you have a wonderful morning. Lisa, New Jersey, good morning, Lisa. What's on your mind? Hi, morning, Dom. Um this is why we need to hold the Biden Biden and his administration accountable for not going according to the Constitution. And he really needs to be charged with treason with all of this stuff regarding the phone call with David, because his first obligation is to protect the people of the United States first. I, I What I'm thinking about, the pause, Lisa, the reason why you got to pause is I'm thinking about Trump when he came down that escalator, right? Oh, oh, can't support Trump. Don't vote for Trump. Oh, look at what he tweets. But what did he say, Lisa? America first. Absolutely. And the Biden administration needs to be held accountable for not protecting the people of this, this country first. Well, Lisa, we we do appreciate uh, your telephone call. Thank you for the call. The other topic we're dealing with this morning is Paul Pelosi, the video that was released, and I see most of you uh, want to talk about that as well as Congressman, as well as Congressman uh, George Santos. And uh, let's see here. Let's go to uh, to uh, Dina. Is it D- D- what? What's it? Dina? Dina, Dina and Yonkers. Dina, how are you? Good morning. I'm 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 sorry, I'm sorry I uh, screwed up your name here a little bit, but I hope it's you're well. Okay, everybody do that. Okay, okay. Uh, Dominic, uh, I love your show. Thank you. And Very uh, kind I of you. I always listen to it all the way from beginning to the end. Thank and you. the three hours it seems like is one hour. So. Well, thank you. That's that's it does seem that way. Very kind oh, of you to say God, thank you. Oh my God, it's very very good. Anyway, uh, the originally when it happened, I I don't have a television. I only have the radio. The Paul I don't Pelosi want the television. Incident. Okay. But uh, but uh, the day that it happened, twice twice it came on the air, and it said uh, Miss the police two policemen were at the door, and Miss Pelosi they say Miss Pelosi opened the door. And then the guy, the the intruder, he had taken the hammer. She had a hammer and her husband had a hammer. But the intruder had taken a hammer from her. That's from where him. that hammer came. So, but uh, twice they said it. And then the third time when they, when they mentioned it on the air, they said Nancy Pelosi is not home. She's in another city somewhere. I, I just couldn't believe it. I keep saying, oh, my God, how did she do that? You know, because she opened the door for the two policemen. You you and believe that said, you believe that Nancy Pelosi opened the door? No, was... the police said it. If you go back and hear, hear the original day when it happened, okay, it says uh, Miss Pelosi opened the door. Mm-hmm. Fourth time, twice it happened the same way. The third time, they say Miss Pelosi is away in another city, but she was home. And uh, and then another thing, if I get hit in the head with a hammer, I would be screaming and I would be in pain. Every, uh, I you you said uh, he was standing very calm and having a drink pr- prior to, prior to being hit. And then, but I right. think but I thank you for the call prior to being hit. And then after he was hit, he was unconscious. That's all on video. Deirdre, New Jersey, before I take a break, Deirdre, what's on your mind this morning? Dominic, we all love you. 
Thank you. So, Very kind of you to say. Thank you. I, I will tell you, um, on the you got so many good topics, but we'll go with the Pelosi one. Um, I believe they did know each other. And this is, in, this is stirring my spirit. I'm telling you, they did know each other. I think and I believe they had some confrontations. Okay, gay for pay. Now, we all know he already was. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Deirdre, what, what did you say for pay? I just want to make sure I heard you. Did you say gay for pay? I didn't hear what yeah. you said. Okay. Gay all right, go for ahead. Pay. It's out there. Everybody okay. does. They, they do this. They're on drugs. They do gay for pay. And they're not really gay, but they do whatever because that guy was homeless. All right? But I believe they knew each other, and I believe Nancy does know him, too. Okay, so it must be all some mix of whatever. When you got that much money, you get bored. All right, so they do other things. So this is what I think happened. Yes, they had, they were together, confrontation, whatever, whatever, and picture a love spat. Blah, blah, blah. I'm leaving. Get out. And he Wait, Deirdre, you're breaking. Okay, now you're back. You, 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 you said, we heard you say get out, and then your phone line went away. Okay, so he says, get out, blah, blah, they get into some love spat. Okay, we already know he was already busted for, for drunk driving with a woman in his car, but they, they never tell you anything about the woman that was in that car. Was it really a woman? To my, my understanding, this man is very risque. Okay, so now they get into this argument. The guy walks out. Now he's pissed because Pelosi says to him, Get out, and he gets out, and now he's like, "No, I'm not ending it tonight," because he's more dramatic. Okay, but, what, but wait, 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 wait. What, 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 what makes you think that the pap left? What, what? I don't. I'm not following. Because when you get into a love spot, usually people say, "Get out, just get out." Oh, you're saying that he told him to get out, but then the pap yeah. wouldn't do it. No, the pap left. He did. He went out. So why? Wait, 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 wait. So why is there no video of that? Because the media is not going to show you everything. Just that they didn't show the woman in the car when he got pulled over with DUI. They didn't show that woman, that mysterious woman. Okay, so, so go, go ahead and quickly finish the story because I've got to take a break. Okay, so then now now, now DePath gets all, all upset. No, you're not kicking me out. I'm coming back in. You owe me money. You owe me something. You Maybe money. Where's your wife? She knows I do this. You know I do it, and I get paid. Now he breaks in. Now now they're, they're like spatting. Call the cops. Yeah, I dare you to call the cops. No, call the cops. Now, now it's becoming uh, more, okay, call the cops. I dare you. That's when the girl's on the phone going, well, what's his name? And now the other one's going, yeah, my name is David. That's right. Tell him. Tell right. Him, tell right. Him. No, no. But, 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 but Mr. Pelosi, I've got to take a break, Deirdre. Thank you for the call. Mr. All Pelosi right. also said that he didn't know the guy's name. He didn't know who he was. I'm only telling you I can only go by the evidence that we have thus far before us. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Time for a break. When we come back, when we come back, we're going to Brooklyn, New Jersey, Long Beach, Manhattan, and Long Island. Talk Radio 77 WABC. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back. Congressman George Santos, I told you folks that politically he was the walking dead. And it's starting. The process is officially starting now. I I hope you don't believe that he really stepped down from his committee assignments because he thought it was the right thing to do. He stepped down because he knows that the hammer is about to come. But he agrees to skip sitting on the two House committees as a new survey shows an overwhelming 78% of voters in his district want him gone. He appeared, that is the congressman, on One America Network. I've never presented anything other than what my means allow me to. So I've never had to establish or present uh, falsehoods pertaining to my own finances. I'm the first one to say uh, not doing that can't afford it. You know, I have no issue saying when I can and can't do things. I have no issues limiting my ability to write a check, whether it's for charity or for a political engagement. I, I've always barred myself to where my limits are, and I'm very cognizant of that, and I've always made it very clear. Uh, so I don't understand where these allegations come from. Oh, George Santos lives in a fantasy world or whatever it is that they're trying to elude there, because it's just... People who know me know that that's just not the case. Mr. Santos is delusional. And when all else fails, when all else fails, you blame the media. Important that America understands, you know, that a lot can be said, a lot can be done, but that people should be judged on their actions and not by trial by fire through the media, which is what I've experienced for the last couple of weeks. Give me a break. Come on, folks. He's going to be indicted very soon and removed from office. Bottom line, we are continuing with your telephone calls. Let's go to John in Brooklyn. Good morning, John. What's on your mind? Dominic, you are my favorite late-night talk show host. Thank you for taking my call, and I want to quickly send my condolences out to David. Even though we don't agree politically on a lot of issues, I do feel for his suffering. So, But let me uh, address now Congressman Santos. No, I didn't believe that he's voluntarily stepped down. I think he had a good talk with Speaker McCarthy, and I I think McCarthy advised him. To, to take a, a leave of absence. So Agreed. this is all hogwash from him. So. Agreed. Well, it, it's going to be interesting. Uh, thank you for the call, John, from Brooklyn this morning, and thank you for the nice compliment. Thank you. 
Let's go to uh, Al in Yonkers. He wants to talk about the funeral later on today for the young man in Memphis, Tennessee, where the vice president is attending. Al, good morning. Go right ahead. Good morning to you, Dominic. Uh, just quickly, first off, I wanted to say my thoughts with David. I know that everybody, anybody's fortunes could change. And I just wanted to touch on with the uh, funeral. Uh, personally, I, I really don't care about her if she attended or not. But I think it's appropriate that the vice president attend the uh, funeral uh, because she represents the administration. And the family, uh, the mother, had said that she is going to attend the State of the Union when the president addresses the country. So I do think uh, it's appropriate that she can attend the funeral. I just wanted to point, you know. Okay, so Al, let me let me put a question and let me direct the question your way. If sure. we if we were not going into the twenty four race, do you still think she'd be at that funeral? I do. I, I think she would because it was such a, 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 a you know a terrible a tragedy that uh, took place. Yes. And it was a nationwide, you know, nationwide yes. people. So, so I do think somebody so I, would. I, I have another question for you. If Mr. Nichols happened to be a Trump supporter, do you still think the vice president, uh, Kamala Harris, would be at the funeral? Probably not, no. Okay, so doesn't that say at all that it amounts to pandering? Yeah, you know, I, I, you know, I would agree with you, yes. Okay. All right. Well, I hey, I appreciate you speaking from the heart, and I really appreciate that, Al. Thank you for the call. Thank you, Dominic. Thank you again. Let's go from Yonkers to Queens. Let's say good morning to Phyllis. Good morning, Phyllis. What's on your mind? Hi. Good morning, Dominic. I'm so glad to speak to you. It has been so long, and I miss you all so much, and I feel like you're my family. Um, I wanted to say that I wanted to respond to David and Maria from yesterday. I didn't, couldn't get through. My heart goes out to David, and I'm so glad someone will make the GoFundMe because I really want to help him. And with Maria, she was talking, I think she was the one who said she wanted to go and talk to the agitator in the city but couldn't afford the train ride. Yes. I'm in the same position. I am a disabled senior on food stamps. My food stamps ran out now, and so I'm in the cracks till the next week when they start again. I wanted to go to one of those hotels and say, could I have some of the food that the immigrants don't want, please? May I have some of that food? I wonder if they would have given me some, but I couldn't make it on the train, and I was afraid to take the train because it's a little dangerous. Um, Phyllis, let let me just say this to you. Um, You you just hit one of my triggers because uh, I I remember well um, growing up poor in this city, and, and for a time we received food stamps or my grandmother's SSI check, Mm-hmm. And and when the food stamps ran out uh, by the middle of the month or whatever the case may be, maybe the final 10 days, we were reduced to bologna sandwiches, mm-hmm. chicken backs, uh, buttered bread sandwiches, mayonnaise sandwiches. And one thing you will never feel us, and, and I, I'm trying not to get emotional right now, so I'm going to mm-hmm. shut up in a second. Mm-hmm. But one thing that you will never see me eat, and it is a scar from my upbringing, you will never see me go near a bologna sandwich or I'm a chicken sorry. back. I'm sorry. And so, yeah. and so, is it is it really that tough for you on a monthly basis towards the end of oh, the month? It definitely is because, like right now, I'm at the end of the stamps are finished, but they won't start again until like about a week. So I'm in the crack, so to speak. 
but I'm I'm going to manage. I have some tuna fish cans that I say that my cats and I eat together. But what I want to say though is it seems and like so. Wait, a, wait, wait, oh. wait, Phyllis. I'm sorry. Yeah. Wait, wait. Just stop for a second. Okay. So you're reduced to, and you're doing it in a very pleasant way. You're reduced to eating eating tuna at the end of the month to get by, while right. while these con artists migrants mm-hmm. are living high on the land. Exactly, and what I, it seemed to me we were starting to get a little group of our own of, I don't know what you call them, maybe a coalition for those who've been ignored or something like that, citizens who've been ignored, because there was the three ladies and David, all of those four of us already are in this situation, and that is true. It's the agitator who's getting all those people around. They think they have all those rights, and they're actually acting like they are citizens already. When they're going to be citizens, can you imagine how they'll behave then? That's so, a good point. That's and, a great the, point. The other thing I wanted to mention, if there's time, is those people who stole from Macy's, I am so mad at them. I would like them to be put, if they still have such a thing as stocks, you know, in the old days they put them in the stocks, put them in stocks in the middle of the square. Let us throw food at them that they don't want to eat. But the other, that sounds mean, I know. But the other thing is I think they should be publicly made to apologize, have their pictures plastered everywhere, and be made to serve, to serve food in a soup kitchen to the homeless, but not be given any food since it's not good enough for them, and then drive them out of here. If we can't deport them to another back to their country, we don't have to let them stay in New York City. We're a municipality. Why don't we have our own laws? Why do we have to cater to the state and the bail law and all that stuff? Why can't we have our own law that says, you're in our city. You committed a crime. Bye-bye. That's it. And so, and the same, Phyllis, you know, and, and I've, I've got to move on in a second, sure. but but are you able to, to use uh, soup kitchens in, in your area? Or are you too proud for that? Uh, it's not that I'm too proud, but they are rather far. I am disabled. It's hard to get to them. But um, I'm, I'm, I'll be okay with that. But um, maybe I will get to the hotel one day to complain about the food. But I really – I did write a letter to the mayor about it, so I don't know if he'll respond. But, like, even today, the president doesn't even look at it. It's such – it's such, um, what's the word, arrogance. He just ignores it. Making works like Roosevelt millions and trillions of dollars. He, but he you was know, two miles away when he, when he was in yeah. town for the uh, rail tunnel and, of course, raising yeah. money. Of course, we can't forget that. Right. I'd also well, like to mention, if I may, I don't just quickly to take too much time. Yes. Um, I'm facing a possible heart operation, which I'm scared about. And I have an apartment that's extremely cluttered. And I wondered if there's any way someone out there might be willing to help me so I could clear it out and make sure it's okay so that the agency doesn't come in and take everything away from me, Um, you know, the uh, Adult Protective Services type of people. Okay, so what we'll do, Phyllis, is off air, uh, you'll talk back to Ken, and Ken will get your information, and anybody that wants to help you out, uh, they will will pass on your information. So just please hold on, and Kenneth will take your call right now. Thank you for the call. Phyllis, let's go to Los Angeles. Let's say good morning to Lars. Lars, what's on your mind? Hey, Dom- Dominic. Yes. I've I've set up a GoFundMe for David. Your listeners can simply go to David from the Bronx, and they can contribute money. I will email you the code to the account that you can pass on to David in which he can collect it. Fantastic. One, go ahead. Go ahead. Once Lawrence. again, once again, it's simply David from the Bronx. David from the Bronx. And, yes. you, and you're going to email me uh, the code so I can pass that on to David. 
Exactly. Okay, and and you know what, Lars, I want you to hold on as well because I want you to give Ken your email address, and I I will uh, send you um, my email and uh, David's email as well. Okay. Okay. Well, Fine. Then, so I'll hold on. So so when was this set up, Lars? Uh, fifteen minutes ago. Wow. Well, well, thank you, and I'm sure that David uh, will will appreciate that. Thank you, Lars. Hold on. Ken is going to get your information. I will get your email, and then I will send you my email and David's email, and and we'll figure this out. So David from the Bronx, correct? I think that's okay. You're on hold right now, so I believe that's exactly uh, what what he just said. Uh, let's go to Kevin, New Jersey. Good morning, Kevin. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Um, I just want to just say you're doing a fantastic job. Uh, well, thank you. I enjoy listening. To, I enjoy absolutely. I enjoy listening to your program. I called, spoke to you before. Um, I just, uh, I just want to piggyback off of what the lady Donna said. But before that, I just want to thank Miss Mr. and Mrs. Casamitidis uh, for letting us, you know, have your platform. Um, Chad Lopez, Matt Meany, everybody behind the scenes yes. doing a great and, job. And th- thank you for that. Thank you for that, Kevin. Because, and I'm going to let you make your point. They are wonderful people, starting with the Casamitidis. And to anybody that says, oh, well, Dominic is just saying that because they're employers, then you really don't know me because I say what I mean. And if I didn't believe that with all my heart, I wouldn't say it. They are wonderful, wonderful people. And Margot Casamitidis in particular, her husband, John Casamitidis, have been the biggest backer of my career. And that's all I can say for right now. That's all I can say for right now. They have been the biggest backers of my career, Kevin. So please go right ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Attitude reflects leadership. So it goes without saying. Um, I just wanted to piggyback uh, with the lady Donna was saying. I believe that was her name. I just kind of caught in, caught the conversation about how, like, uh, coming, growing up, the upbringing of, like, in living in the, in the cities, like, she was talking about New York, but even over here in Jersey, like uh, how people complain, they vote for these Democrats. And you see the results of these cities, like of all the cities, whether you look at Newark, Patterson, uh, Irvington, um, Asbury Park, Elizabeth. All, and then you compare to other cities uh, like a Parsippany, Montclair, you know, all these other different cities. And you look. And it's like it's no comparison. And then these people, they only come around, like how you're saying with the pandering, they only come around during election time. They don't see how you're doing or anything. And it's like I would never – I'm not living in the earth. And it's a guy from Stanhope. I forgot his name, but he always called. But he Andrew. was describing – Andrew. He always described like the Westwood area. He's 100 percent correct, 100 percent correct. If he, if you get asked him about like Curtis – Curtis would know about how, like, South Orange Avenue is crazy. And I'm quite sure, like, all the cities, whether you go to Philadelphia, all of this, people believe they're lying off. Just look, 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 look for yourself. Like, if you go to the Kensington section of Philadelphia, it's, it's horrible. Like, even the immigrants didn't even want to go there. And then these people, I'm just going to leave off because I got respect for other callers. They always say, oh, they're doing such a great job. These politicians are doing a, such a great job. Like, look at Patterson, like. And it's not to degrade any of them because I grew up in these cities, and and you know, and it's like, it's it's just sad, man. And then they complain. You go in the store, the prices is high. 
then uh, they said how Trump is a racist and all this. And Trump went be- Trump went before Detroit and he told people, how could you keep voting for Democrats? Look at your cities over the last 50 years. And they called him a racist. Joe Biden went on a radio station, a predominantly black audience, and told the people, if you didn't know the difference between me and Trump, you wasn't black. And y'all not, and they don't call him a racist. Right? Come Isn't on, that something? Crazy. Isn't that something? What Mr. Biden sad, said? Sad and pathetic. Sad and pathetic. And the people will keep calling Trump a racist. But like I said, you either gonna believe a person or you're gonna believe your line of. And the lady, um, I believe that's her name was Donna. She's a hundred percent correct. And Dominic, you keep doing a good job. I appreciate listening to 77 WBC. God bless John Casamitidis. God bless his wife, his family. And I just, you know, just want to thank you for letting my voice be heard. Have and, a good, and good morning. And thank, thank you, Kevin, for the uh, call. And I just got a uh, text message from a great friend of mine, uh, political consultant, O.B. Murray. And sure enough, uh, the GoFundMe page has been set up for David from the Bronx. And it says here the goal is uh, $7,000. And so Stanley, I won't say his last name, is organizing this fundraiser. And he said he'll give the code. Uh, immediately to David to be able to get it. There's a picture of a uh, dog. <laughs> I, it looks like Spanky's dog or something like that. One, one of those types of dogs. I, I'm not exactly sure, folks. I I have got to uh, I've got to uh, take a break. And uh, when we come back, when we come back, we will have the Chronicles of Dominic Carter and more of your telephone calls from Manhattan to Brooklyn to Long Beach. And Queens, also coming up at the top of the hour, Frank Marano and the other side of midnight. WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. And here is something that I definitely agree with. Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene says she wants to use her position on the House Oversight Committee to look into claims of civil rights abuses committed against Trump supporters arrested January 6th. Green also says she wants the committee to review the shooting of Ashley Babbitt, who was killed by a Capitol Police officer as she attempted to enter the Speaker's lobby through a broken window on that day. And I fully support it because I I strongly feel that when it comes to the Babbitt case, again, the term that I always use, something is not right here. Something is wrong. And I feel like it's been pushed under the rug. And we need to know what really happened. It's only fair that Ashley's uh, Babbitt's family gets the answers that, they are looking for. Let's go to Ray. Ray in Queens. Good morning, Ray. What's on your mind? Yeah, hi, Dominic. I'm I'm just calling with a, uh, for, hopefully for David's benefit. I wanted to mention that I'm uh, I'm blind. I've been legally blind for 25 years. I'm in my 70s now. Uh, I had pretty good eyesight most of my life. I was able to drive for 20 years, but now I'm nearly. Uh, totally blind. And I wanted to say uh, two things. One, that losing your eyesight is one of the most traumatic things that can happen to a human being. It leaves you feeling very helpless and very alone, especially if you are alone. 
But I wanted to mention a couple of agencies that might be helpful to David if he doesn't know about them. Can I can I say can Quickly, I do that? Go right ahead, please. Okay. If he hasn't already done so, he should register with the New York State Commission for the Blind and Visually Handicapped, CBVH it's called. He should do that immediately if he hasn't already done so. And there's a couple of agencies in New York City that help the blind. The Lighthouse slash Helen Keller Services, they've merged together, they're one agency. They're on West 61st Street, I believe, and also there's uh, Visions on 23rd Street. And both of them have been helpful to me in the past, and he should contact them. They, they can help him in various ways. And I think he needs possibly counseling or some kind of help also in that regard, which is very understandable given his situation. You That's know, all I wanted to say, Dominic. You, you know, Ray, I, I can't begin to imagine. Uh, so I, I, I try to put myself in other people's shoes. And and yeah. sometimes I'll close one of my eyes, and then yeah, just try and look out of the other one. Try to function and, with no and, eyesight. And, and, yeah, and, yeah. And, and then I'll close both of my eyes. Yeah, I, you I can't, can't do it. I can't imagine <laughs> no, what it's like yeah. to function as someone that is blind or legally blind. Ray, thank you for the call, and thank you for the agencies that might be able to help people that are in, like yourself that are in that situation. Pam in Brooklyn. Good morning, Pam. What's on your mind this morning? Good morning, Dominic. I feel for David, Ray, Phyllis, and everyone who's in that situation. But what is so infuriating to me is the fact that these illegal aliens are spitting in the face of every single American citizen. Absolutely. And the the facilitators of this, Joe Biden and the mysterious people in Washington who are behind him. Hmm. You know, uh, Pam, I, 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 I agree with you, and I, I, I don't want to paint with a broad brush, but for those migrants that are ungrateful, they need to be shown the door immediately. Call ICE. Let ICE deal with it. Get rid of them. Oh, you don't like the conditions here? Get out. How about that? How about you pay for your own services that you're receiving? How about that? I mean, that, that, Pam, are, are you or I getting a free ride? No, we're not. No, we're not. But they're feeling very comfortable because of um, they've been given uh, the red carpet when they first came here and carte blanche by Joe Biden. And um, this is what we get. This is how the the, um, first of all, they shouldn't be here. But this is how America is repaid, not to mention the food that's been thrown out, the trashing of the hotel rooms uh, and whatever else they're doing. And you mentioned whatever else they're doing. I'll mention it. You know, as we speak, they're making babies right now. You know that. We know that. That just just mark down the date and and wait nine months from now and watch and see what's going to happen. That that's going to be the big scam. That's the big one. Because then, well, because then, oh, I have my baby. I have to stay here with my baby. Oh, oh, you can stay. Oh, I need daycare for my baby. I need welfare for my baby. I need. Uh, 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 formula, I believe they call whatever they call it. They feed the babies. I need this, that, and everything else. And and this is I, one of this is one of the reasons, Pam, why Trump was the answer for America. I'll put this I question. Agree. I'll put this question to all of you. Do you think for one day, for five minutes, that Trump would have let these migrants come into America like this and just absolutely? As you just said, Pam, spit in all of our faces. Do you think Trump would have done that? Never in a million years. Never. Never. And that's what, and he is missed greatly. I can tell you that right now. This country is in utter chaos. 
since Biden took over and the Democrats took over. And I just want to say one thing. I feel for David, but David is going to continue to vote Democrat. And look what happened with this election, uh, this past election. Uh, Lee Zeldin should have been elected if people had listened to him. But the Democrats and, uh, and the minorities do not want to vote Republican. So now they voted again, and we've got four more years of, of all of this um, chaos in New York because of Hochul and these legislators. So, David, please, you know, think, think twice when you vote. I really mean that. Well, God bless him. Pam, thank you for the call and for the well wishes for David. Thank you. Let's go to Joel in Manhattan. Good morning, Joel. What's on your mind? Hi, hi, Dominic. Uh, I just wanted to dial back to the conversation previous hour with um, Paul Pelosi. Yes. To me, a lot of people are blowing it up, making all sorts of conspiracy theories and ideas like, oh, well, this has happened, that's happening. They're pulling out of, out of the air. And I think you go with what's called like Occam's razor, which is the straightest, most direct, uh, you know, category of what's going on. And to me, Paul Pelosi, with a drink in his hand, obviously is an alcoholic. He's got an alcohol problem, right? And it is um, a matter of liquid courage that's going on. That's why he has it in his hand. And then he's also holding on the hammer. He thinks, you know, when the cops get there, he's going to be able to make a break or something that's going to happen. And, and he kind of, you know, tussles with him. And he's hoping the police are going to help him out, but it doesn't happen. And he ends up getting clobbered in the process. But to me, it's, you know... The, the fact that he has a drink in his hand really isn't out of character for somebody who's an alcoholic. It's like that's it is. That's what it is. And whether or not this guy was a friend or not or whether there was something going on, it really doesn't make any difference at all. What makes a difference is that the police were there, and unfortunately they didn't act fast enough to keep Paul Pelosi from getting hammered. Although I don't agree with his politics and his wife's politics, the man deserves protection. Uh, agreed. Agreed. And, Joel, I thank you for the call. He does deserve protection, and he does not deserve what happened uh, to him. Georgia, Manhattan, you are on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hello. Uh, listen, Dominic, you know why you are considered the best that I wish they had, uh, you know, 12 Dominics on this station? Now, one of the best attributes, as far as you are concerned, is that a call to call, uh, you, of course, are very generous in terms of, uh, you know, taking calls. A call to calls, right? Uh, he or she goes on, you know, until uh, a logical point. And then you come back with your view, but you do not hog an hour, you know, virtually to provide a response to the caller. Therefore, you have a lot of callers back and forth, and we are very grateful to you. I'm sure all listeners, uh, specifically callers, are indeed very grateful to you. I have noticed that quite often, uh, you know, having been a, a listener for many, many years, the BABC, et cetera, the worst hosts are the ones who... Uh, uh, provide the phone number constantly, rarely take calls, and if they do take calls intermittently, 
they take the call, and before the caller has even uh, completed a sentence or, or so, they go on and on and on, you know, and the, they're not even sure, you know, what the logical conclusion of the caller was vis-a-vis -vis the call itself. So they keep going on and on. Hosts, some of them don't realize how garrulous, how talkative they are, which is disgusting to me as a listener. Now, you are, uh, 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 I wish they had clones of you, you know, Dominic, clones of you, uh, at least a dozen on this station. Now, as far as uh, 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 Paul, David, you know, etc., cetera, uh, we are all conjecturing what happened because we don't know. But I could turn them into millionaires, both David and Paul, uh, by virtue of having them write a book, you know, regarding their experiences, past, present, and what exactly happened. And they'll sell millions of books, even uh, more than Bill Riley has ever sold, you know. Mm, interesting, uh, interesting. Right. Hey, George, uh, I got to wrap this up because uh, Frank Marano standing by. So, uh, so the bottom line, thank you for the compliments and, and, you know, and we'll see the situation with, with, uh, David, but I thank you, George, and you can call Frank back this morning or you can call me again tomorrow. It's just that I, I am very, very short on time. We see all the other calls. We're going to try and get to another one, but first, Frank Marano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to you, sir. Hello, Dominic. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, so this is your final day of these three-hour shows. Yes. All right. Well, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna miss you. <laughs> what do you have coming up? All right. Uh, got an action-packed show. The one issue that it seems like the right and the left can agree upon is that there are some problems with the intelligence community. Well, we have um, secured an interview with James Bamford who is probably the journalist who has covered the intelligence community more over the course of the last 30 years than anybody. And uh, we're going to talk about what's the, what's wrong with the intelligence community and the lack of accountability there and uh, where what that leads to in terms of problems keeping us safe. So he's going to join me next hour. And then in the 3 o'clock hour, obviously, the drug issue continues to uh, confound a lot of experts. I'm going to be joined by former federal prosecutor, former federal prisoner, and former heroin addict Andrew McKenna. He has some ideas for how to uh, fix this drug problem in America. So another great show is I coming so. up. I hope so. Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Folks, you want to keep it right here for Frank's show. And as always, Frank will be taking your telephone calls, and you can hear the great interviews. The only problem that I have with Frank Morano, and I've told him this before, is he starts his interviews, and I'm standing in the pitch black in Rockland County in my car, me and the deers listening to him overnight on the radio. <laughs> So Frank is coming up. Keep it right there, folks. I'll be back again tomorrow at midnight, at midnight. Coming up right now, Alex Barnard, News Headlines. Stay right here. Talk Radio 77 WABC.